welcome to the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. I love God's word. I'm passionate about God's word, and I'm passionate about you guys. I'm passionate about every one of us waking up to our new creation. I'm passionate about every one of us being driven by love, right? We're being driven by love. And what are we driven to do? We're driven to pattern ourselves after the life of Jesus, right? We're imitators of Christ, patterning ourselves. That is the goal, all right? That's the goal. It's the vision, right? It's our vision. It's our purpose. It's our destiny to be conformed into the image of the Son. How? By the renewing of our mind to the Word of God. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we do it, by renewing our mind. Let's get it clear. You all ready for this? Are we going to do it perfectly? I wish. In the natural... <laughs> We're going to be renewing our mind all the time, okay? In the natural, we all have an old way of doing things. We've got our training. We've got our past. We've got our culture, right? We've got the pool of this uh, nature, right? So it's going to be patterning ourselves. We're going to be renewing our mind. We're taking one old thing out, replacing it with one new thing, and then the next. We're going from level to level. We are leveling up. So to get it clear, none of us are going to do this perfectly. You know what's going to happen? We're going to stumble. We're going to fall. But what do we do? Get up. We get up. We get up and we never give up, right? We don't give up. What do we do? We run to win. We run to win. We press on. We reach forward. We reach forward and we forget the past. So that's how we win because we know we're going to fail. And when we do, we forget the past. Is five seconds ago the past? It's the past, right? We got to forget the past and daily transform our way of thinking, our way of thinking. We, our way of thinking to God's way of doing things. That's renewing our mind. We have a way of thinking. We have a way of seeing things. We have a way of what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Is this allowable? Is this not allowable? And God has his kingdom way of doing things. And our whole job here is renewing our mind to his way of doing things. It's his way of doing things, right? Paul said in Philippians 3.12, not that I have already obtained it, this goal of being Christ-like, or have already been made perfect, but I actively press on so that I may take hold of that perfection for which Christ took hold of me and made me his own. Brothers and sisters, let's go. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it on my own yet. This is Paul. We would consider he made it, <laughs> right? But he's given us an example too. All right, not that I've made it yet, but one thing I do is forget what lies behind, reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the heavenly prize, the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. So you know what? There's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no condemnation. Just change, right? How do we change? We change by forgetting the past. Anybody have some past you need to let go of, right? Some past way of thinking. We need to let go of the past. We need to forget the past. 
We need to forgive. We need to move on. We need to let it go, let it go. Some of you need to sing that song. Let it go, right? Let go of the past. Let go of what you've done in the past. Anybody got some past haunting them? Past reminding them, right? We got to let go of the past. We got to forget what's been done to us in the past. And we need to run to win. So how are we going to run to win? Forget the past. Look to Jesus. We run to Jesus. We run to his plan, his purpose, and his peace. That's where we're going to find it when we're running to Jesus. He says, come to me and I'll give you. He says, come to me. Everybody's saying, come to me and I will give you. People, uh, drugs are saying, come to me and I'll give you. Right? Alcohol is saying, come to me and I will give you. Right? All them DMs, come to me and I will give you. And what happens? Fail, fail, fail. Yeah, sin is pleasurable for a season. Then it's pay up, buttercup. <laughs> we don't like to pay up, right? No thanks. No, I'm going to pass on that one. No thank you. I'm going to run to Jesus. I'm going to run to his plan, his purpose, and his peace, right? Jesus says, come to me. He's saying, learn from me. Pay attention to me. Everything is after your attention. We need to pay attention, pay attention to Jesus. We need to pay attention to the life of Jesus, right? Jesus is saying, mimic me. Mimic me, right? Follow after me, and I will give you supernatural rest. Anybody need some supernatural rest? Some of us may shut our eyes, but we never get rest. You're my come to Jesus, run to Jesus, mimic him. He says, come to me and I will give you, right? Who's ready to learn from Jesus? We need to learn from him. We're his disciples. We're his understudies. We need to study his life. Jesus is our example. And Jesus came to do what? Jesus came to serve. This always just blows my mind, and I don't know why. I mean, I should know why, but, like, he came to serve. Jesus came to serve. Jesus came to fulfill the will of the Father. Jesus came to show us the Father and his kingdom. So Jesus came to show us the Father and his kingdom, his way of doing things, right? It's opposite of our way of doing things. How many knows God's way is opposite of our way? God says, give and it will be given unto you. We say, hoard and we'll have more. Right? Just keep it all. Mine. Mine. you got little tiny toddlers. They're hogging toys. Mine. Mine. No, that's the churches. Like, they can't say anything else. Mine. Anybody? No. Right? No. God's way of doing things is always opposite of our way of doing things, this, the system's way of doing things, right? Jesus came, what did he come to do? He came to flip the religious script. Jesus came to say, who's the greatest? Jesus says, the greatest is the servant. Jesus says, the greatest is the humble. He's saying, the greatest is the teachable. Jesus says, the greatest is the childlike. That childlike faith, right? That childlike faith. Not the religious scholars with all the fancy titles. The greatest is the servant. The greatest is the humble. The greatest is the childlike. Jesus tells us in Luke 22, 24. The disciples were arguing amongst themselves. <laughs> I don't know why. Anybody, can you see yourself? 
you, your siblings, you, your spouse, you, your children, you, your whoever. What are we doing? Arguing amongst ourselves. And you know what they're arguing about? Who's the greatest? <laughs> Am I the greatest? They're like, who's going to be at your right hand? Or who's going to be at your left hand? Or, you know, they're always saying like, who, who, who? So the disciples were arguing amongst themselves over which of them would end up the greatest. I'm sure this is us. But Jesus interrupts them. Excuse me, guys. Pastor Dan interrupting me. She tell tell. Guys, girls, y'all, listen up. Follow me. Let's go. We're going this way. Stop, stop arguing amongst yourself, right? We got things to do. We got purpose to fulfill. So we, we're just wondering who's going to be the greatest. <laughs> so Jesus interrupts them and says, kings like to throw around their weight. And people in authority like to give themselves fancy titles. I'm a leader. When people start saying, I am a leader, you know they're not a leader. You never have to say you're the leader. We just know. Why? Because you're walking in authority. You want to know who has the most authority in the room? Who's carrying the most responsibility? That's who's got the most authority. But anyways, them fancy titles, no thanks, I'll pass. It's not going to be that way with you. Jesus is telling his disciples, come on, don't think like them. Don't think like the world. Don't think like everybody else. I'm trying to give you a picture of a new kingdom. I'm trying to give you a picture of God's way of doing things. I'm trying to give you a picture. Jesus is like, I'm God here on this earth serving. Hello, can you see the picture? You're like, oh, okay, okay. But really, who's going to be next to you? Who's going to be by your side? He's like, God is because I'm next to him. <laughs> Anyways. So it's not going to be that way with you. So Jesus tells them, let the senior among you be like the junior. He should have said, let the senior be like the freshman. Anyways, let the leader act the part of a servant. Who would you, this is Jesus. Jesus sitting right there face to face with you. And Jesus saying, who, who would you rather be? Jesus telling this, who would you rather be? The one who eats the dinner or the one who serves the dinner? You'd rather eat than be served, right? Anybody? You're at Fogo de Chow. You got the Wagyu. You ordered the ribeye. You ordered the porterhouse. You ordered it all. It's on me. Everything's on me tonight. You want to be that person or you want to be the waiter? Fogo de Chow or whatever's, whatever's your Arrowhead Grill, whatever's yours. Ruth's Chris. Roadhouse, whatever's your steak place. I'm just saying, I'm hungry for meat. <laughs> Who would you rather be? And if we're being honest, so Jesus keeps on. He said, but I've taken my place. So Jesus said, Who would you rather be? But I've taken my place among you as the one who serves. And you've stuck with me through thick and thin. Now I grant you, now I grant on you the royal authority that my father granted on me. So that you can eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and be strengthened as you take up responsibilities among the congregation of God's people. There we go. Jesus is saying, I came to serve not to be served. I came to give you the example of what it looks like. Follow me, mimic me, 
Come to me and I'll give you. And what are we doing? We chasing, chasing, chasing the wrong things. And we're wondering why we're dealing with so much anxiety and pressure. Because we got our eyes focused on the wrong things, right? Who would you rather be? The served or the server? The table leader, right? Or the table waiter? Who's the greatest? The greatest is the servant. The greatest is the humble. The greatest is that childlike, right? King Jesus, King Jesus came to serve. And he came to give us an example on what we should do. What would Jesus do? Not religiously. Jesus won't be slapping people with scriptures. Jesus was the scripture. Like, come on. What would Jesus do? He would leave the table and he would serve you. He would serve you, right? He would leave the table and he would serve. Let's look to Jesus. Come on. Let's look to him so that we can see for ourselves, right? We're his understudies. We need to study his life. So let's look for ourselves in the word. What would King Jesus do in John 13, 3? Jesus knew that the Father had put him in complete charge of everything, that he had came from God, and that he was on his way back to God. So he got up from the supper table, set aside his robe, and he put on an apron. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the nasty, crusty, dusty corn you guys, do you think that they had toenail clippers back in the day? You think they had that tree cheese grater to get all that off the back of your heel? They didn't have socks. They didn't have no boots, no Timberlands, no nothing. They had feet. All right, here we go. So I think feet are disgusting, so I'm a little dramatic. Sorry about that. So what does he do? He gets an apron. Then he pours the water into the basin. He begins to wash the feet of the disciples, drying them. He then washed them, got their pedicure, got that French tip. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> too far, too far. He dries their feet. And then when he gets to Simon Peter, Peter says, Master, you're going to wash my feet? Jesus answers, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but it will be clear enough to you later. Peter persists, you are not going to wash my feet ever. This would be me too. Like, you're not going to wash my feet. Oh my gosh, there's no way. Hold on. No. Let me go rinse them real quick, right? Jesus says, if I don't wash you, you can't be a part of what I'm doing. And then Peter says, master, not only my feet, wash my hands and my head and my whole body. Jesus is like, slow down, right? Bro, if you already had a bath this morning, you only need to wash your feet, right? Because you're already clean from head to toe. My concern, you understand, is holiness, not hygiene. So now you're clean, but not every one of you. He knew, he knew that one was going to betray him. He knew that he had a Judas, right? Can you imagine he still don't wash Judas' feet? But anyways... So after Jesus had finished washing their feet, he took his robe, put it back on, and went back to his place at the table. Then he said, do you understand what I have done for you? You address me as teacher. You address me as master, and rightfully so. That is what I am. So if I, the master, 
I, the teacher, I, Jesus, God, come on, washed your feet. You must now wash each other's feet. I have laid down a pattern for you to follow. We're patterning our life after the life of Jesus. He gave us this pattern so that we could follow. He said, what I have done, you do. What I've done, you do. Mimic me. I am, I'm pointing out the obvious. A servant is not ranked above his master, or an employee does not give orders to the employer. If you understand what I'm telling you, act on it. Take action and live a blessed life. Jesus has given us this example to pattern our lives after. To not just strive to be served, but strive to serve others. Love gives. Love lays down his life. Come on, serving others is so fulfilling. Serving others is so rewarding. It, it is so rewarding. You come to VBS, we got all these kids in the building. It's wild. It's crazy. There's so much fun going on. There's acting. There's singing. There's dancing. And they all go home. And you know what happens? Then there's cleaning and vacuuming and sanitizing and prepping for the next day. And all of that service is for Jesus. All the behind the scenes that nobody cares about, that nobody's going to give you a high five, that nobody's like, good job, shout out. We're all so hungry for a shout out. We're the shout out generation. Good, that's your reward. That little pat on the back, that little shout out. No, we're after eternal rewards, right? We're after the kingdom of God, and that's what's fulfilling. That's what's so rewarding. Serving, serving, getting out our apron, right? And if you want to wash each other's feet, go for it. I'm not at your level yet, right? Jesus gave us this example, right, so that we could live the fulfilled life, the blessed life, the rewarded life. Serving others, it's not about religious duty. It's not that we have to. It's that we get to. It's about abundant love, loving God, loving people, loving life, right? That love is overflowing in you and love gives, love serves, love is patient, love is kind, love is believing the best, right? By loving one another as Christ has loved us, we're known as disciples of Jesus. This is why people are going to know we're disciples of Jesus, not because we spit scriptures all the time, because we live the scriptures, because we walk in love and we are patient and we are kind with each other, loving each other, being there for each other, imitating Christ, following Christ, right? Following the same disciplines as Jesus. We're following his discipline. Jesus went away to be with the Father. When's the last time you spent some time with the Father? Just you and the Father. Just you, some worship music, singing your, your heart and soul out. Oh my goodness. I, can, I suck at singing. We all know this, but I love to sing. I love to sing. I was doing the core classes. We had our final um, core class, and I was like, I remember this song when I was five years old. And I'm asking, does anybody remember this song? And nobody remembered the song. So, yeah, I guess they're all younger than me. I'm like five years old, so that would have been like a long time ago. I'm like, come on, Miss Karina, somebody, somebody remember this song. So then I'm going, I'm going through the next lesson, and all of a sudden this song comes to me. 
And I was like, thank you for giving to the Lord. And I was a life that was changed. Guys, my five-year-old self sang her heart out to that song. I'm thanking everybody for giving their life to the Lord. <laughs> for my life was changed. <laughs> it was like some song on TBN, and there I am. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I'm like, oh my gosh. But when's the last time you just spent some time with the Lord? That's what I'm saying. It is such a face-to-face -face relationship. And if that's not music for you, and that's digging in the scriptures, if that's going over the, the word, however that is, you need to find it. You need to find your rhythm, right? You need to find your pattern. Not everybody's the same. We all different. We all different. And God talks to us different <laughs> because we are different. I don't know. I've got all kinds of accents today. Let's reel it in right? We're following his disciplines. Jesus had discipline to go get away and be with the Father. He had a discipline to follow and surrender his will to the will of the Father. That's disciples. We live in that disciplined life, not because we have to, but because we get to. We are honored to, right? Being a disciple of Jesus, it's not about being a religious person. It's not about memorizing scripture. It's about living the scripture, it's about being the scripture. It's about being a disciplined person, not by rules and regulations, but by leading a life that is reflected the life of Jesus, that we are Christ-like, being a fruitful person. The fruit of your life speaks for itself, not your posts, not your quotes, the fruit of your life. And the fruit of our life should be life's changed forever. Life's impacted, not by our perfection, but by our love, right? By our love. The fruit of being a disciple is about being a successful person. It's about being a victorious person. It's about being a person of integrity. It's about being a person of good character, that you keep your word and you keep your promises. How many know that this is the year to be relentless, to keep your promises to yourself? We, we wake up and it's January 1st and we're going to do this and we're going to accomplish this and we're going to set out to do this and put God's kingdom first in every way of our lives. And then what happens? Life. You know? And we get more chunky monkey and we're like, and what's happening? We're not even keeping our word to ourselves. Then we go to pray. We don't even believe ourselves. That, that'll hit you when it hits you. We need to be people of our word, of good character, because the fruit of walking with Jesus is diligence. The fruit of walking with Jesus, it's the fruit that we're producing because we're spending time with him in the word, mimicking him. The fruit of being with Jesus is excellence, knowledge, understanding, self-control, and love, love, love. Jesus said in John 13, 34, I'm giving you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. So you two are to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If what? If you know a lot of scriptures? If you're a pastor? What? If you have love and unselfish concern for one another. Sometimes we just got self-concern. And we're so concerned about self that we're missing all these opportunities 
to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And the moment you start laying your life down, life is so rewarding, you forget about your problems. <laughs> because you thinking about them more and more and more doesn't fix them. But you giving them to Jesus, that's what will fix them. You cast in your care, right? Love, love, love. That's what we're all about here at Love Life Church. Get the name? Love Life. We're all about love, right? Our vision is loving others as Christ loved us. Loving God, loving people, loving life. It's not just a religious obligation. Oh, I got to love people because I go to, to that Love Life Church. Right? It's not, it's not just because it sounds good on our church bio. Love God, love people, love life. No, we're not a brochure. We are love. Right? No, because we believe it's God's vision for all of humanity. What? Abundant love and abundant life. That's more than enough. Beyond, beyond, right? Abundant love, abundant life. It's just spilling out. Love, love, love. Life, life, life. Light, light, light. Dispelling darkness, darkness, darkness. Hey! I don't know why it flows out like that, but it does, right? We love others out of the abundant love, right? We love others out of the abundant love that God has poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It's not our own love, it's his love. That's what's overflowing in our life, his love. Paul said in Romans 5.5, 5, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. God's love has been poured into our hearts, right? We love others out of the abundance of God's love given to us. God is love. God is love. He loved you first. He loved you first, he loves you now, he loves you always, he loves you then, he loves you forever. He loves you. God loves you first. He gave us his love. What is love? What is love? Paul said, 1 Corinthians 13, 4, love, you want to know what love is? Love is the feels. Ooh. Oh, I just got the feels. Love is Valentine's. You know, love is a love note. Love, no. You know what love is? Love suffers long. That's what love is. And all the married people said, amen. <laughs> and all the siblings said, amen. And all the everybody, amen. Love suffers long. Love is kind and it's thoughtful. It's not jealous or envious. Love does not brag. It's not proud. It's not full of pride. And it's not arrogant. Love is not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily provoked, nor overly sensitive or easily angered. Love does not take into account a wrong endured. Love does not rejoice in injustice. Love rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes. Love believes all things, looking for the best in each one. Love hopes all things, remaining relentless during difficult times. Love endures all things without weakening. Love never fails. It never ends. And it never fades. That's what love is. And what is love? God is love. God is love. That's abundant love. That's real love. That's God's kind of love. And that's the kind of love that we need to have for ourselves. Because you can't give what you don't have. 
So we need a revelation of God's love. We need a revelation of what love is. So that's the kind of love that we've got to have for ourselves, for our family, for our friends, for our church, for our city, for our nation, and for our world. What kind of love? God's kind of love. That's the kind of love. Loving God, loving people, and loving life. And it's out of the abundance of this love that we can live out the good life. We're going to live the good life out of the abundance. It's overflowing. It's beyond, beyond. It's so much. It's spilling over. What? All that love. All that suffering long is spilling over. All that kindness spilling over, right? All that believing the best is spilling over, right? And out of this abundant love, we can live out love life's three C's. Does anybody know what love's life's three C's are? Well, if you don't know, get out your pen. Because we take action around here and we take notes, right? That's how we're going to do it. Caring, coaching, and connecting people to God's love, life, and purpose. It is so important. Why do you think self-care is so important? That's self-care because you need to take care of yourself. You need to coach yourself. You need to stay connected to the word. You need to be planted in the house of God, right? You need to be fueling yourself, and that spills over to others. You know, on the airplane, it's been a minute since we've been on one, I know. But they tell you, when the oxygen drops, what are you supposed to do? Put the oxygen first on yourself, then your loved ones. Because we don't need you dead, and then... And that's, that's what we're doing, Christians. We have no oxygen to try to give the world something. <laughs> You're right. They're worried about us. You got no oxygen. You got no love. You got no life. You got no light. So we need to take care of ourselves. We need to coach ourselves. How do we coach ourselves? Encourage yourself. Get up. When I'm in bed and I do not want to wake up, you know what I tell myself? Y'all ready for it? Five, four, three, two, one. That's it. That's it. I count. I, it, it sounds stupid, but it works. Like you're not going to just lay here, girl. You got purpose. You got vision. Get your butt up. Get a workout in. Get the word on. Let's go. Five, four, three, two, one. It sounds childish. Try it. It works. It works. Why? Because I got to coach myself, got to stay connected with people. Come on. How are we going to do these caring, coaching, connecting? By applying what we're being taught. So we're over here, and like, I want some personal care. And I want you to personally come and coach me, okay? Can you personally come over to my house? And when, I'm, when I don't, don't want to wake up, ready? Five, four. Believe me, you do not want me at your house. I'd be like, get up. I'm not that kind. I'm like, if you were laying there, and I'm supposed to be your coach, and you sleeping, get up. <laughs> I'm not even going to count to five, four. I'm going to give you two, one. So I'm just saying, you don't want me like that. Coach yourself, all right? Right? We got we to gotta talk to ourselves. We got to encourage ourselves. And we need to apply what we're being taught. So we're having personal coaching going on right here, talking about all the things you're going through in life, and you encourage yourself, you take care, you take notes, right? And you apply this by hearing and doing, by taking action, by taking notes, by taking responsibility to do your part. 
right? You can have a personal assistant. You can have a personal life coach. You can have all these things, but you still got to hit the gym and push the weight up. I could be like, yeah, go, go. Woo-hoo. You still got to do it. You still got to squat it. You still got to do all of it yourself. And if you don't and you figured out a way for somebody else to do it for you, let me know. We got to take responsibility, do our part. To do what? To take care, to coach, and stay connected. And out of the overflow of that, we're going to take care of others. We're going to coach others. And we're going to connect them to God, to his love, his life, and his purpose, right? Because we love, and we, we love to serve. We love to serve others. Why? Because we're mimicking Jesus. We're mimicking Jesus. That's what he did. He got on his apron. How can I serve you? He washed their feet. What can I do for you? He gave us the example, loving God, loving people, loving life. And let me tell you, don't fool yourself if you're just being a hearer. You come, you got good notes, you're just being a hearer. It's about taking action. It's about being a doer, right? As we hear and do, we grow strong and we grow up, right? We're hearing, we're doing, we're applying, we grow strong. Then God expects us to help others. Hey, God did it for me. He can do it for you. Hey, my marriage was in that situation, but look at us now. Look at us now. Come on. Hey, my sisters, my family, my this, my that. We've been there, but look at us now. Look at us now, right? We're pressing forward. We're never giving up. We're keeping our eyes on Jesus. And that's the rewarding life when you start to see others' lives change. So first, your life is changed. You're changing the lives of others, and people are watching what you're doing. It's not about you posting. I went to serve. I'm Oh, look, I'm feeding the homeless. See me? Why are you posting about that? Just do it. Just be the hands and feet. That's your reward. You're doing it for God. You're doing it for the Lord. You're not doing it for a like. We got it a little twisted, right? Remember, God's kingdom, God's way is opposite. We're doing it for him. And that's the rewarding life, the fulfilling life. Caring, coaching, and connecting ourselves and others to God's abundant love and abundant life. With so much that it's overflowing, right? Pattern ourselves after the life of Jesus. It's the goal. Are we going to do it perfectly? No. But do we press on? Do we run? Do we keep on going forward? Yes. That's what we do. Why? Because pattern ourselves after the life of Jesus, it's our vision. It's our purpose. It's our destiny. We're predestined to be conformed into the image of the Son. Caring for others, caring for ourselves in love, it's not a burden. It's a joy. It's a joy. Coaching ourselves, coaching others towards personal growth, it's not a religious obligation. It's an honor. It's an honor. It's an honor to coach yourself. You'd be leveling up. Yeah. Going to the next level, staying connected to God ourselves and connecting others to God's kind of life, love, and purpose. It's not for show. It's all for Jesus. It's all for Jesus. He's the rewarder. He's the rewarder. It's not for show. Paul said in Ephesians 4, 15, Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing, full of love. Full of love. 
So we do our part. We're growing strong, helping others do their part, right? What are we growing in? Love, love, love. Loving God, loving people, and loving life. It's not a burden. It's out of the abundance of God's love that's already been poured in our hearts, right? Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you. Thank you.